All right, welcome on in to the AI podcast. This is week 44, part one, Austin Coates, live with Isaiah Sanders, as usual. Isaiah coming off the high of uh, last week's Chiefs win and, of course, the disappointment of being out of the Survivor League. How are you doing? Well, could be better uh, being out of the Survivor League. Uh, unfortunately, the Jacksonville Jaguars let me down major in that. But glad to see the Chiefs have overtaken the Lions as the highest scoring team in the NFL. All so. is right in the world, if I do say so with that. So, Chiefs and Bills, Sunday, 325. This is the game I think uh, not I think this is the game I know that Chiefs fans have had marked on their schedules since it came out. This is the game that Buffalo fans have had marked on their schedules since they got beat in the AFC divisional round. Um, this is probably going to be top two, top three games of the NFL season just on paper alone. Um, and I think the Chiefs are up for it this week. Uh, look at how they play against teams that are what we would say equal to them, if not better. Tampa Bay. Uh, the Chargers at the time that we played them. Um, I mean, the Chiefs play up with their opponents, but they also play down to the ones that they really have no business doing so. So, Isaiah, with that being said, how important is it this week that the Chiefs get off to a quick start against this Buffalo team that can really get after it? Oh, it's it's huge. They can't afford to get down 17-0 uh, to this Bills team like they could against the Raiders because um, they're not going to be able to slow down uh, the Bills offense as well as they did against the Raiders. Um, you know, the Raiders put up 20 points in the first half, only nine in the second half. And, yeah, you can't expect the same thing against Buffalo. They're too explosive. I mean, they put up, what, 30 points? Josh Allen had like four touchdowns in the first half against the Steelers um, pretty much was able to take the second half off. Um, he didn't, but, you know, might as well have with how they were playing. It was, what, 30, yeah, 31 to 3 at halftime against Steelers. And even with, you know, how bad the Steelers are playing, this is still a Mike Tomlin led team. And so that, that's, you know, pretty impressive victory there by Buffalo. And Buffalo is second right now in points scored. Um, behind only the Kansas City Chiefs. And also, if I'm not mistaken, they are, yeah, they are tied for first in points allowed with the San Francisco 49ers giving up just 61 points so far on the season. Meanwhile, the Chiefs have given up 125, so almost double. And so I would fully expect this game to be a shootout, and um, the Chiefs are going to have to pretty much score on every drive if they're going to want to have a chance in this game. And just to tell you um, what, you know, Vegas thinks about this, the Chiefs are actually three-point underdogs at home. Um, and so, and that's with, you know, obviously having Patrick Mahomes. And that's how good everyone thinks this Buffalo Bills team is. And I have to agree, especially with Vaughn Miller, we saw Max Crosby, um, and Chandler Jones can do, 
and Von Miller is a step above both of those guys. Um, not a huge step above, but still, he is an elite player, and this Bills defensive front is nothing to mess with. And so uh, it'll be huge that the Chiefs can get off to a much quicker start than they did this past week. Yeah, if you remember the game last year um, during the regular season against the Bills, the Chiefs got off to a sluggish start then, and look what happened. It wasn't even close. Um, I remember watching. I was actually in New York at the time that that game was being played, and I was watching the game on my phone, and I just turned it off, couldn't watch it. It was just making me angry. Um, But, yes, you're right about the Bills. The Chiefs are going to have to match the Bills punch for punch in this game. Um, Now, I'm looking at the box score from last year's game. One thing I can assure you, if he plays, I know he's been injured, is that Dawson Knox is not going to go for three for 117 and a touchdown. That's because 49 is no longer on this roster. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Well, the old 49, at least. There might be a new one. But, um, yeah, I mean, this Bills defense, they're for real. And dare I say, the Buffalo Bills are the most complete football team in all phases of the game in the NFL currently. Um, I don't care what the record says. I don't care that the Eagles are 5-0. and Buffalo Bills are the most complete team on offense, defense, and special teams in the league. And I think you and I both agree that the uh, AFC this year is going to run through Orchard Park, New York. And uh, this is going to be a really good game. And if I were a betting man, Isaiah, which I tend to be from time to time, um, (laughs) I would lay the Bills three right here. Because I think if the Chiefs are going to win, it's going to be down to the wire, and it's going to be by three or less. Um, And we'll get to our official picks a little later on so you can know which way we're leaning. But this is going to be, without a doubt, the hardest game for this team uh, definitely for the defense, because we've seen the defense uh, show bright spots at times, but then last week against the Raiders, Josh Jacobs just ran all over the place, and I think that was a direct result of the defensive line just getting manhandled by the Oakland or uh, <laughs> Oakland Las Vegas Raiders offensive line. Don't you agree? Yeah, the uh, defensive line up front, the front seven did not play great in that game. Um, towards the end of the game, they were able to put some pressure on Derek Carr, especially on that last play, even though uh, Devontae Adams and Hunter Renfro ran into each other on those, what I think were supposed to be switch routes. Um, Adams might have been open if they wouldn't have ran into each other. Um, but yeah, the front seven uh, played pretty poorly in that game. Um, and so they can't afford to do that against the Bills, um, which uh, a couple of years ago, the Chiefs had a lot of success just blitzing the tar out of Josh Allen. I don't think they can get away with that anymore with their current secondary, their current, what they, what we have cornerback right now. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do defensively, because this is a Bills team that's going to drop back. 30, 40 times, they're not necessarily going to run the ball uh, like the Raiders did. And so it'll be interesting to see how the Chiefs game plan around the Bills passing attack. 
Yeah, and uh, the Chiefs are lacking at corner right now. Trent McDuffie hopefully will be back for this game, but not if it's not if McDuffie doesn't come back, and I can't even rely on McDuffie. We haven't even really seen what he's all about. He was injured in that first game of the year. Uh, we've got Rashad Fenton, Lajarius Sneed, Jalen Watson, and probably one other person that whose name <laughs> is escaping me at this time. But then you got Justin Reed and Juan Thornhill at safety along with that Cook guy that we drafted from Cincinnati. Um, and that's it, man. There is no the, – the, the veteran presence in the cornerback group is Legereus Sneed. Yep. And, I mean, it, it's a pretty good player right there, but I don't really see him as being a drop-back coverage corner. Um, he's much better in the nickel position and uh, occasionally coming – after the quarterback, but Josh Allen's going to take shots in this game. They got Stephon Diggs. They got Gabe Davis. God knows he's been chomping at the bit since the uh, playoff game last year after he did nothing but score four touchdowns on us. Um, so this is going to be a high-scoring game, I think, but if the Chiefs come out sluggish like they have been known to do, I don't know that they can come out of this one and do what they did to the Raiders. It's just this Bills team is too good, and uh, we'll see what they can do. Offensively, though, the Chiefs have got to establish the run game. We saw how well the offense worked when they established that run game in Tampa Bay. Um, Is that something that you think is possible against this Bills front seven? It's possible. Um I mean, if you can run the ball on Tampa Bay defense, you can run the ball on anybody. Now, what they're going to have to do is uh, take advantage of some of the athleticism of Von Miller and Greg Russo, um, try and count on them maybe over-pursuing something, doing some counter runs away from Von Miller, um, maybe some gap scheme things there up the middle of that defense where Ed Oliver is much more of a pass rusher then he is a run stuffer. And so I think they can run the ball successfully, but um, I would like to see more of Jerick McKinnon and Isaiah Pacheco this week than Clyde Edwards-Alaire. Uh, McKinnon showed a lot of toughness uh, this past week running the ball against the Raiders. And so I'd like to, to see them continue to hand the ball off to him. Um, and they might need to work in a little bit more 12 personnel if they're going to try and run the ball, and that would help by getting the Bills into some more base defensive looks, getting a third linebacker out on the field that might allow them to do some things in play action because the Bills are also very young at cornerback. Um, They've been playing you know, their sixth-round pick out of Villanova as a starter. Um, Gosh, I can't remember that kid's name right now because they drafted – um, Kyer Elam out of Florida in the first round. Oh, yeah, Christian Benford. That's the other guy. So those two have been getting a lot of reps at corner, and so I wouldn't be surprised if the Chiefs were to take some deep shots as well in this game, knowing that uh, Tredavious White isn't playing, and they can uh, hopefully go after that cornerback group, especially with Micah Hyde also being on injured reserve. Yep, and Jerick McKinnon ran the ball really well against the Bills last year in the playoffs, so give me him and, yes, Isaiah Pacheco. He didn't see the field much um, against the Raiders, but 
I feel like we just never really know with Andy Reid which running back is going to get the call week to week, and I just hope he makes the right decision this week and puts those two guys in. So, with that being said, it is now on to the survivor pick. It is no longer plural. It is survivor pick singular. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, that is because I have defeated the great Red Sanders um, (laughs) in the survivor challenge, and I'm going to go until I'm done. And uh, this week, Isaiah, I'm taking the L.A. Rams to better the Carolina Panthers who fired their head coach this week. Their quarterback, Baker Mayfield, is injured, so Sam Darnold will be playing. And I get it that the Rams have been less than stellar this year. But, I mean, we're talking about one of the worst teams in the NFL they're playing. If they lose this week at home to Carolina, not only are the Rams done, but uh, I deserve to be out of Survivor (laughs) at that point. So I will take the Rams. And with that, We'll get into the picks of the week here. And uh, Isaiah, much better week on the schedule this week than last. Um, Let's go ahead and jump right into it. The first game I want to get to here is the Vikings and the Dolphins. Uh, Tua Tagovailoa out indefinitely for the Miami Dolphins, so it looks like it'll be Teddy Bridgewater against the Vikings team that almost fell to the Bears last week. Um, So I look for this one to be a good one. Um, But given the quarterback situation, we know that this league is about quarterback play. I think that the Vikings can come through on the road and win this game. Yeah, uh, I think the Vikings have a strong chance in this game. Uh, the Dolphins are 2-0 at home so far, and this game is at Miami. Um, but with Teddy Bridgewater missing all of last game, Tua probably being out again this week, I'd imagine it would at least be Teddy Bridgewater, um, even though he was pulled, uh, I think, on the first offensive play. Um, for the Dolphins last week. Um, even if it is Teddy, uh, this Vikings team is explosive on offense. Not to say the Dolphins aren't. They've certainly shown that, especially with that win over the Bills. Um, but we saw that this defense can be taken advantage of. I mean, the Jets put up 40 points uh, and were able to run the ball really effectively. Um, you know, it's difficult to win any game when you're down your third-string quarterback, so that certainly helped out. Um, They couldn't control the ball on offense at all. Uh, But the Vikings have shown a lot of explosiveness. They are 4-1. They have Justin Jefferson. And so I like Justin Jefferson and company to take advantage of this Dolphins team. Um, The Vikings started off really hot last week against Chicago, and I can see a similar start here. Dalvin Cook got into more of a rhythm. And, yeah, I like the Vikings in this one. All right, and then another game to look for here this week the Ravens and the Giants the Giants have been a surprise team out of the NFC East this year they're 4-1 fresh off of a victory in London against the Green Bay Packers of all teams Uh, Saquon Barkley is healthy and it shows in the performance of this Giants team and Brian Dable a former Buffalo Bills or uh, was he Bills or was he a Patriots guy I can't remember uh, both, but he, he was with the Bills last year. 
Yeah, so former Bills, one of the Bills coaches. Um, he's really got the Giants believing and rallying around Daniel Jones, which is surprising. Um, and it would not completely shock me if they found a way to beat the Baltimore Ravens in this game. Yeah, this is a Giants team that is 4-1. Uh, they were heavy underdogs against the Packers, and they managed to win that game. Um, this is certainly a different team here, the Baltimore Ravens. Um, but the Ravens have been very shaky on defense um, just oh, to yeah. start the year. Um, the one thing that would concern me here is the Giants receiving core is very depleted and just not good at this point. But Saquon Barkley, uh, showing why he was originally a top five pick. Um, he's been very explosive. The Giants have done a great job getting him involved in the run and passing game. Um, and are able to come some limitations there that Daniel Jones has. Um, ooh, I just, man, I don't know if I can, even with the Giants being 4-1, and one, I think I still have to pick the Baltimore Ravens. They are 2-0 and oh on the road going into this game. Um, and if we're thinking about coaches and quarterbacks, the I have to give both advantages to the Ravens. I love what Brian Dayball is doing, but the Ravens still have John Harbaugh on their sideline, and they have Lamar Jackson. So I will take that duo over Brian Dayball and the Giants and Joe Judge, or uh, bleh, not Joe Judge, uh, Daniel Jones, former Giants coach, Joe Judge. <laughs> and then wrapping it up, Sunday night football, Cowboys and Eagles. This is a great matchup. Looking forward to this game. Uh, it's going to be in Philadelphia. Cooper Rush, undefeated as a starter this year, undefeated as a starter in his career. And um, we were talking about this, you know, the, the Cowboys should not rush back Dak Prescott. They should make sure that he gets fully healthy so long as they're winning. Um, but I don't know if they'll be able to hold back this Philadelphia offense. That defense of the Cowboys is great. They're really good. One of the best in the NFC, but um, I just, I get this feeling that Philadelphia is going to be 6-0 by the end of this one. Uh, I'm going to take an upset here. Um, I think the Cowboys can go into Philadelphia and get a win and knock off the last undefeated team in the Eagles. Uh, the defense has been just outstanding. Uh, they started off last week with the um, strip sack and fumble return of Matthew Stafford. Um, and Jalen Hurts has thrown a couple of picks this year. Um, and with as much as he runs, uh, it's difficult to protect the ball when you run that much. Um, and so I like Cowboys defense to maybe create some short fields, create some turnovers, um, and allow Cooper Rush to work with a short field and uh, get the Cowboys into some scoring opportunities um, with Zeke Elliott and Tony Pollard. Uh, and can't forget about CeeDee Lamb in this offense. And so I like the Cowboys to kind of ugly things up and win a probably low-scoring ball game. All right, well, we shall see. Uh, now it is on to our pick of the week. It is the Chiefs. It is the Buffalo Bills. 325 on CBS, I believe. 
I would imagine that Tony Romo and Jim Nance are on the call. Um, you know, Isaiah, I, I debated a lot about this. And you know we very rarely, and I don't think we ever have, picked against the Chiefs on this show. Uh, but this week I think it's going to be a first for me. And I hope I'm wrong. And here's why. Uh, that, that offensive line has made me a little nervous uh, last week. And against the Colts, too. They weren't very good, but they were good against the Bucks. So I'm hoping that they'll be able to turn things around there. <coughs> now, the offense, I think we just have a history of starting slow. And like we said earlier in this episode, I don't think the Chiefs can overcome the Buffalo Bills if they start the way they did this past Monday night. You're not playing against Derek Carr you're not playing against the Las Vegas Raiders. You're playing against the cream of the crop in the AFC, who's right there with you, the Buffalo Bills and Josh Allen. So with that being said, I will take the Bills by less than a touchdown. I don't know what that will be, but I just think it's it, it, it's going to be a close game. But I don't know that the Chiefs, are going to be able to overcome them this time, but we'll see them later in the playoffs. That's for sure. Yeah. I think the chiefs would have to play perfect football and by perfect football, I mean, be turnover free um, and also create a couple of turnovers. And right now I just don't think uh, that this team is capable of doing that. I don't think we've seen a perfect game from the chiefs. So far this season, uh, I guess, well, the first week we certainly did against the Cardinals, um, but we've seen how the Cardinals have looked to start the year. Yeah. Um, even against that Buccaneers team where they handled them, they still gave up 31 points. Um, if they don't put up 41, uh, that'd be a little bit of a closer game. And so, yeah, I like the Bills to win this one. The Chiefs in the past have had success against the Bills, obviously, and even against Stephon Diggs, um, kind of limiting him. But they've had some changes at the cornerback position, and uh, I just think the Bills are going to be a little bit too much, especially up front with Von Miller, Greg Rousseau, Ed Oliver. Uh, I think they can get after that Chiefs offensive line, especially on the outside against those tackles. And so... I like the Bills to win this one. Yeah, and you know, you're going to lose games throughout the course of an NFL season, but I'll tell you this, I'd la I'd rather lose to the team that is the best in the AFC than lose to another team like the Indianapolis Colts. I mean, that can't be emphasized enough. So, hopefully we're wrong, but we'll have to see on Sunday and we'll let you know on Monday how we felt about it. But uh, now, Isaiah, it is time for the final play. And with that, take us home. For the final play, I got to give my condolences to Matt Rule. Um, having been fired by the Carolina Panthers, this was a long time coming. Uh, this was an awful offense. The Panthers were something like 1-27 under Rule when they scored um, less than 17 points or when they gave up more than 17 points. It was just an atrocious time there in Carolina. Um, but shout out to Rule, secured the bag. Uh, I, th I think the Panthers still owe him north of $40 million because he signed 
a seven-year contract. And that just shows some of the differences because Rule did a great job in college, you know, rebuilding Temple, rebuilding Baylor after all the terrible things that happened at Baylor. Um, and he's certainly going to get a chance to rebuild another college program. Maybe, in fact, the Nebraska Cornhuskers. I could see him ending up there, but uh, Rule will not be an NFL coach again. I imagine Carolina cleaned house of him and his other hand-picked assistants. Uh, and so... Uh, goodbye to Matt Rule. It was fun watching you get dominated in the NFL, but go back to college where you